Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad brought this message to the pulpit on May 9th, 1957. Now, this message is a little different. The message was presented to the high school graduates at the dinner, and it was held out there at the church, and the one that my dad was pastoring in 1957. Now, those high school seniors, assuming that they were 18 years old at that time, would be 82 years old today. And my dad, well, he had just purchased a 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air. Unfortunately, he didn't foresee what a classic car that was going to be 40, 50 years later. And two years later, he traded it off. So you never know what's going to happen with a car. But boy, I wish he'd held on to that one. Through the years, my dad would have a similar message that he would give to high school seniors. Now, not every year, but occasionally. And the bottom line is that he was really trying to talk to them about the investment of the time and the money and the effort that the church puts in to raise a kid to be 18 years old. So the first thing my dad would make a point of is that he would look out at these high school seniors and say, you know, you're all thinking really well at this particular point in time. So let's approach the rest of this as my dad talking to thinking young men and young women. And he told them, I want you to think about profit and loss. And what is the, the return on investment in today's terms for the church and for Christ on what has been invested in your church life? I mean, well, Christ shows a profit on his investment in your life. I mean, will the church show a profit? And well, we certainly hope so, because at that point, they have spent 18 years using various teaching methods, putting in certain levels of activities, Sunday school education, youth groups, thoughts, and just prayers, you know, for them as they go forward. But the church in Christ can certainly lose on its investment also. It can lose it entirely. Now, my dad used an example here, and it's one that's still a good example. Joseph Stalin was the dictator of the Soviet Union. Now, he was known for his cruelty. And he died in 1953, just four years before this talk that my dad had with the high school grads. They would have known who and what he was. Stalin was educated to become a minister in the Greek Orthodox Church. Yet in his lifetime, you could say he did more harm to the church than any single living person at that time. Probably one of the top ones in all-time history. And you can can anyone even begin to say that the church gained anything by educating Joseph Stalin. Well, I don't think the church gained anything by that particular education. But at the same point, you have Billy Graham, who in the 1950s was a young 35-year-old nationally known evangelist. And he's a name that you probably all know now. But in the 1950s, he truly was a household name. And look at the investment of his life 
it's been returned over and over and over again to the cause of Christ and his kingdom. And he was reared in a church uh, by his parents, and it was a, an associate reform Presbyterian church. I believe it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he said in several interviews and, and during his crusades, he said, I want to thank God that I had a Christian father and mother who faithfully, by example, brought me up to revere and worship God. And that I only hoped, I only hope that I can do as well for my children. And I believe that his son is still carrying on his work today. Now, that little Presbyterian church might not have been very happy when Billy Graham changed from being a Presbyterian to be a Southern Baptist. But the cause of Christ as a whole has been benefited so much by his ministry. So the investment of the people of that little church in Charlotte was certainly not wasted. So remember that the church has an investment in you, you know, in you, meaning you, you the high school grad. And for many high school graduates, your mothers and fathers, well, they started bringing you when the only thing you really wanted to do was sleep and eat and just stay in your crib and roll over, hopefully. And the church knew that there was a long-range plan, you know, the spiritual investment that needed to be made. And so the church provided a place for you while you were in a crib. And they did this so that your mother and your father, you know, had a little break and had an opportunity to learn more of how to be Christian mothers and fathers. And so they could go to Sunday school and church. And so that you, as you grow up, would be developing into Christian men and women. And so the church then, well, they have to provide the cribs. And they have to keep volunteer workers there to feed you your bottle and perform the other tasks, like the changing of the diapers, you know, that need to be performed. And certainly, well, particularly since they're volunteers, that's not something that people normally just jump up and down to do very much. But people do it, and they know that they're working to sustain the long-range future of the church as they work through that. And they are interested in the mothers and the fathers learning about Christ so that they could nurture you as you grew. And then there's a parade of Sunday school teachers and materials all trying to teach you the Christian way of life and hoping, well, somewhat selfishly, that some of you would take the places of the Sunday school teachers in the future in this church. But you have used fellowship well. In 1957, in the church that my dad was pastoring, he estimated that to support the youth fellowship, that church would have to spend about $6,000 a year just to operate the teaching section of the church. And that pays mainly for the materials that you use during the year and some other parts. Well, $6,000 in, in 1957, according to the chart that I looked up, and it was on the Internet, so it must be true. Well, that's about $58,000 today assuming an average inflation rate of about 3.6% annually. So $58,000 today, every year, in order for a moderately sized church to have paper materials and have teaching materials available for the Sunday school and youth activities. And when you think about the time of the men and the women, from the time you enroll in the nursery until you go away to the cemetery, actually, well, you can see that in time and money, a church has much invested in your life. So seriously, 
The question is always, is that investment going to be worth it? Are you going to end up being a good investment for the church? So how do you be a good investment for the church? I think that a lot of you will end up moving out of town and that you're, you'll continue to work and you'll continue to be a, a bona fide, viable citizen of these United States, but you're, you won't be living in the same town that you're living in now. And hopefully you'll find a new church and you'll become a valuable member for that church. And the return on investment for you is very good. You know, it won't be good in this church, but what we have taught you here will translate to there. And in this will be a wonderful thing. And many of you, when you have moved into these new churches, you will find that many of those folks have moved on to other churches also. And so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between all churches, as you just kind of pass members back and forth as they move from one location to another. And of course, you have the people that go away from church for a while and they find their way back. And you know, frequently when they have young kids is, and they understand that having that church environment is, is just so important in helping the child learn how to do right and wrong and to learn how to live a life for Christ. So I think the bottom line on the return on investment is for the high school graduates to, to really strive to live their life in the way that they've been taught. Live a Christian life. You know, work hard to understand that you know, the return on investment is important and that you as individuals are important to this church and for the living your life for Christ. Remember, Christ gave his life for you. And in your church as men and women have given much time and effort to teach you about him. And hopefully you have learned enough in the church and Sunday school to at least be a better person. And whatever town you do choose to live in will be a better place to have you there because you're living the teachings that you received in Sunday school. So any of you young people out there who are high school graduates or about to be a college graduate or, you know, just we're interested in, in the return on investment aspect of what it's like to be a, a Christian today. I hope this helped, and I hope that it helped explain why people really do care what you turn out to be and that they work hard so that you can be the best version of you that's possible in the eyes of Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.